what did we say the glory is? No, I'm asking a question. I'm expecting an answer. Hodible answer, not. What did we say the glory is? Yes? The? The presence. Okay. Atmosphere. Yes, Albert? Atmosphere. Yes. No, don't talk together. Yes? The manifest presence of God. The? Thanksgiving. Okay. So I can see people are getting stuff <laughs> while I'm preaching. That is good because it means that will touch you. But I said, the word glory is a word kabod. Kabod means weightiness of the weights. So we have an external glory and we have uh, uh, an internal glory. When we talk about glory, we deal with the beauty, the radiance of the Lord. Amen. And we say that the glory is expressed through his presence. So when he's in a place, his glory is in a place because his presence, the beauty of his presence fills the room. In the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 4, the Bible talks about a dramatic story there where Eli, Eli the prophet, had two sons. Amen? And the two sons were messing up. Amen? And Samuel was born through Anna and Elkanah. And the two of them were struggling to have a baby. And then through the prayer of Anna and the prophetic utterance of Eli, Samuel was born. When Samuel was young, sleeping at the altar, God spoke to him talking about the judgment that was coming on the house of Eli. Do you follow me? Okay. If you don't hear my accent, then it's too bad. You must just listen to my tip. You will catch on. Hallelujah. Now, the beautiful thing is that when I speak in America, they don't talk to me about my accent, only in South Africa. So maybe it's your English that is not good. <laughs> so, Samuel prophesied that the house of Eli will go through judgment. Then it happened that the house went through judgment and the Philistines captured the ark. And when they captured the ark, the news was told to Eli. And Eli was an elderly man, and he fell from his chair, and he broke his neck, and he died. And the daughter-in-law of Samuel was giving birth. Amen? The daughter of Eli. The daughter-in-law of Eli was giving birth. 
And when the baby came out, by that time she has heard that the ark has been captured and her husband is dead. So when the baby came out, they told her, it's a son. And she turned her face and said, e meaning the glory has departed. And it's a dangerous thing when the glory departs. And then, what she was meaning, the ark is gone, but my husband is dead. Amen? So she was not only talking about the ark, she was talking about the beauty of a marriage that is also gone. The protection is lifted. And the ark stayed with the Philistines for a long time under the administration of Saul the king that came in ordained by God through request of men. You hear what I'm saying? Ordained by God through the request of men. So, when David came, ordained by God through the request of God himself. The first one was through request of man, and the second one was through request of God himself. And God says that this one is a king. Amen? So, David decided, let's bring the glory back. Somebody say, let's bring the glory back. <laughs> David brought the ark back to what we call the stronghold, the stronghold of David, Zion. Zion. And then the ark remained there for many years. And now, what is the relevancy of glory in the church? Let me say this. The Bible tells us that Jesus is a manifest glory of God. The embodiment of God. So Jesus is the glory of God. Amen? Jesus manifests the, all the aspects of God. The Bible says, in him, deity boldly lived. Hallelujah. So when Jesus was going, he said to the church, I will send you another counselor. Amen. A halos, talking about the Greek. A halos. The one that is like me just in everything. He said, he will be here, and he will be with you. So if the first one was a glory, then the second one also is a glory. Otherwise, it won't be a halos. Amen? So the Holy Spirit now is the glory of God. Come on. Somebody, did you, did you uh, I'm doing like a lawyer, I'm presenting my case. Hallelujah. So if the first one was the glory, 
And when the first one was going, he said, I will send you another counselor, a halos. Amen. Not a haters, a halos like me. That will be here. And the Bible says in the book of Colossians that the first one is the is is image of the invisible God. He's the glory of God. Then the second one is the same. It means now the Holy Spirit is the glory of God. Amen. And the good news, according to 1 Corinthians 6, let's read our first scripture. 1 Corinthians 6, we're going to read from verse 18 to 20. Are you following me this morning? 1 Corinthians 6, 18 to 20. It says, flee from sexual immorality. Read again, one, two, three. Read it again. Read it again. Do I need to explain this? Come on. Who does not get it? What does the word flee means? Amen. So he said, run from immorality. He didn't say run from sex. He said run from sexual immorality. Meaning, sex can be lawful. It means it's only lawful in the context of marriage. So you guys that are not married... No, you that are married and are looking around. Flee. Hallelujah. He said, every other sin a person commits is outside of a body. But the sexual immoral person sin against his own body. Hallelujah. Your own body, you are sinning against yourself. Then go on. I'm not here to preach about that. Or do you not know that your body, you guys are reading it wrong. You are reading it, your bodies. I heard bodies. No, you say your body is. Oh, check the wording. Ah, listen, I, I am a student of the Bible. So there are wording that I check. You say, or do you not know that your body is a? Is a temple, not the. It means beside your body, there are others. It's a temple of the Holy Spirit within. Now, the word within, if you go to the root of the word within, does not mean inside of you. It means a monk. So the Holy Ghost dwells not only in you, but a monk. So you, you cannot confine the Holy Spirit to just a body. 
So the word within you, whom you have from God, you are not your own. Look to someone and say, well, you are not your own. So you, listen, you know the implication? If you are not your own, it means you can't do what you want with what does not belong to you. My God, somebody follow me. If you are not your own, meaning your body, because we are dealing with body here, your body is not your own. If it's not your own, then it belongs to somebody else. So if I do something with something that does not belong to me, without the clearance of the owner, I'm in trouble. Now I'll show you. Let's go on. For you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Let's go. Let's stop there. Glorify God in your body. So he just told you who your body belongs to. The one that bought the body is the owner of the body. And your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. It is a temple of the Holy Ghost. So you are a temple. He is a temple. She is a temple. Not the temple. Hallelujah. So if we, we are individually a temple and collectively we are temples, then the body, the spirit is not limited to a body. Now, that's why people that study narrowly the Bible will tell you, you cannot say the Holy Ghost is moving in our midst because he is in us. Because they've misread this. Hallelujah. I want to settle that matter. Because the Holy Ghost not only dwells in you, but is bigger than you. The heavens cannot contain God and the high heavens. How dare you think you are the only one containing God? Hallelujah. So, if the Holy Ghost is the glory, and you are a temple of the Holy Ghost, then the glory is in you. Come on. Then the glory is in you. So you can say with confidence, I host the glory. Say that to your neighbor. Somebody say it again. It means when you go to a place, the glory of God has come to the place. Come on. When you move to a place, the glory has come to that place. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me give an example so that you can hear and understand. Ivor, come. 
Turn to me, people. What did I say? Ivor. When I say Ivor come, what came or who came? When I say what, understand me. Uh, the reason why I say what, I will explain to you now. Who came? And what came? Now, do you understand that I didn't say, Hiver, let your intestine come, let your head come, let your legs come, let your knee come. I say, Hiver, come. When he moved, intestine moved. Head moved. Legs moved. Hands moved. I do not have to describe, let your intestine come, let your, I say, Hiver, come. So when Hiver come, what we don't see has always come. What we don't see is here. So we see the visible and it can tell us about the invisible. So when you come, your body has come, but your inside also has come. And your inside is the Holy Spirit. Come on, this is big. So when you come into a place, the Holy Spirit has come in the place. When you enter a building, the Holy Ghost has entered the building. When you touch a person, the Holy Ghost has touched the person. Oh, when you speak to somebody, the Holy Ghost has spoken to the person. Because the Holy Ghost is in you. That's why the Bible says, be careful the way you talk. Don't misrepresent who is inside of you. Because when you talk anyhow, you are misrepresenting the one dwelling inside of you. So you talk in accordance with what is inside of you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. That's how it works. So that's why I say when you move, the Holy Spirit has moved. And when you move also, God has moved. Because God, he is in you. Hallelujah. Is that established? So when you move into a place now, you can be confident and say the glory of God is in here. I say you are prideful, but don't understand scripture. The glory of God is in here. Many times when I say to the people, when you meet me, you are free. They think I'm talking about my body. My body cannot set you free. It's the one in me that sets you free. So when you want to meet, <laughs> when you want to meet Jesus, sometimes stop praying. Go to a believer. That's why the Bible says that if you hate a brother, you are not, you are a liar and the truth is not in you. How can you love God that you don't see and hate the person you see? He's telling you that God is in that person. So when you hate a person, you hate God. Simple like that. Come on. That's the glory. Hallelujah. I hope you hear what I'm trying to tell you. Now, accessing the glory by grace. Romans chapter number 5, verse 1 to 2. Can we read it quickly? Romans 5, 1 to 2. Okay, this is not Sunday school teaching. Amen? This is for people that can move in the power. And then we can even teach Sunday school so that we can move in the power. I think we must start teaching there. Okay, therefore, since we have been, look at the wording. Since we have been, Justified. I want English people to understand that when there is 
the I, the E, and the D, the verb is in the past tense. Hallelujah. He didn't say we are justified. We've been, oh, what, what? He, he didn't say we are justified. He says since we've been justified by faith, we have peace with God through the Lord, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Before we carry on reading, take this one out. We will read this second verse. Now, Paul, the book of Romans, is a very interesting book. Amen? Very interesting book. Where Paul was addressing an audience that were a bit confused about the understanding and of law and grace. It's a, a bit like the book of Galatians. So Paul is addressing the matter of freedom. Amen? And Paul is saying in Romans 5, he said, since we have been justified by faith. Meaning, the justification. What is justification? What is justification? Who can tell me? Yes. Justified, never sinned. Had never sinned. Justified, had never sinned. Okay? But what does justified mean? You are made just as if you have never sinned. Hallelujah. Made just. It's a process through which a guilty or presumed guilty is declared not guilty. And when you are declared not guilty, the assumption that you were guilty falls away. So because the assumption falls away, it means you never did it. So we say we are justified by what? What kind of faith is talking about? The faith in the sun. Not the faith to buy a car. Not the faith to get a wife or a husband. Not a faith to be healed. The faith in the sun. What is that faith in the sun? Is the faith that declares that I am a sinner by nature. And because of my state, I cannot have a relationship with God because my nature is a fallen nature. Jesus died on the cross. I put my trust in the fact that he was crucified for my sins. Like in the Old Testament, they will bring a lamb or a goat. Do you follow me this morning? And then the guilty person will put his hand on the head of a goat or a lamb and recite his sin. And when he fails to confess his sin, they slaughter the lamb because the moment he speaks, his guilt goes into the lamb. And the innocence of the lamb is transferred to him. So we have to kill the lamb as a guilty party 
And then the man that is standing receives the innocence of a dead animal. So when Jesus died at the cross, when we put our faith in that death, the holy nature of Jesus is transferred to us and our sinful nature is knelt at the cross. And because your sinful nature is knelt and you have received a holy nature, you are not guilty anymore. So you are justified. The justice system of God demands that the guilty must be killed. Now, God knew that if we are killed, we are finished. He has to become a human and died as a human, not as God. And the guilty died and the innocent went away. So we are justified by faith, not by deeds. So your deeds don't justify you. No one can please God by his deed. You please God by your faith in Christ. Come on, if you don't get this one, you won't get Christianity. I've seen many Christians that are trying to earn the approval of God by what they do. And because of that, they are miserable Christians. They do not understand that you are not doing it to get the approval. You are doing it because you have the approval. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not hugging my wife and kissing her so that I can be married to her. I'm doing it because I'm married to her. Hallelujah. So, walking in holiness is not a walk to please God. It's a walk that proceeds from who you are. Because many people want to walk a certain way so that God can give them approval. And that's their problem. He said, we've been justified. How many people are justified in the house? I want to see your hands. You need to understand this concept I'm teaching you. Because this is the basic of Christianity. You are justified by faith. Finish. Hallelujah. By faith. Put it again. Let's read it again. Faith for sins, we have been justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus. So... You don't have peace with God because of deeds. You have peace with God because of your justification by faith. But your peace is not a peace that you receive through works. It's through the Lord. Let me explain to you something. Uh, Have you read the book of Hebrews? When uh, I love the book of Hebrews from the chapter 4 already, but Hebrews, the whole book of Hebrews is interesting. But, but from the chapter number 4, the author tells us, let leave aside the elementary doctrines that concern the laying on hands and the clear conscience and, and the dead work toward, 
all of this, he said, and he said the foundation of faith. Let, listen, and let go to more excellent teachings. And there, when he started in chapter number seven, he's embracing the cross. That's what is called more excellent teaching. Talking about the, the priesthood of Christ. That is like the priesthood of Melchizedek. Now, I'm talking. I like that. Boa, boa, boa. Ah. Well, how do you say it when you say I'm speaking? Kiabua. Thank you. So kiabua. Kiabua. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come again, Ivor. So, meh, give me that black thing. It's very suitable. Okay, so this is the high priest. Amen? Do you follow my teaching? This is the high priest. <laughs> now the high priest goes once a year. Come, into the holies of holies. Amen? And he has a bow with the blood of animals that were killed and offered. Don't follow me, high priest. Stand there. <laughs> so the high priest is in the holies of holies. And the congregation. One, two, three, four, five. Congregation, come, all of you. Congregation, you stand here. Look at the high priest where he is. Look in the direction. In the direction of the high priest. Now, there's no man in my congregation. No, it's wrong. Come, you stand there. Okay. So the high priest is in the holies of holies with the blood. And the whole congregation that has sinned, that does not have access to God, is standing here. And the high priest is offering sacrifice unto God. But there is a catch. Because if the high priest goes in there and he messes up, he dies in there. So the bound is one leg with a chain that comes out that is, does not, is not in the holies of holies. And is offering. And this congregation here they are trusting that the moment the high priest comes out, their sin is pardoned. Doesn't matter what they did. The high priest takes the bowl that contains the blood of sacrifice. Then the high priest will put it on the, the blood on the mercy seat. This is the mercy seat. Put the blood on the mercy seat. And then God accepts the sacrifice of a high priest. Therefore, he not only justifies the high priest, but he justifies those who are standing here. So when the high priest comes out, it's a big celebration. Because they know for a year, the wrath of God cannot come on them. Amen? Amen? For a year. Doesn't matter what happens. The wrath of God cannot come over. Why? Because 
the sacrifice of a high priest was accepted. Do you follow me? Let's give a hand to the congregation. But you, you didn't celebrate. Your high priest came. Yes. Glory. So you go and sit. And that high priest, he takes his clothes. And he goes home and becomes a normal person. Still a high priest. That is normal. Thank you. Now the Bible says, Jesus did not enter the holies of holies many times. He entered once, not with the blood of bulls, but with his own blood, to obtain eternal, my God, to obtain eternal forgiveness and redemption. So when Jesus died at the cross, his blood was accepted. His blood fell on the mercy seats. You know, there is a documentary. It's not Bible story. Please don't go and see what the Bible says. But there is a documentary that states that when the Babylonian came to attack Jerusalem, Jeremiah, one of the prophets, they say it took the ark and went and hid it in a cave. And the cave was at Golgotha. And he put it at Golgotha in a cave. The day Jesus was crucified, why do they think there was an earthquake? Golgotha split. And the blood of the lamb went straight to the mercy seats. And when the blood touched the mercy seats, the wrath of God was dismissed. We have peace with God because of the blood of Jesus. We don't have peace because of our prayer. We don't have peace because of our fasting. We have peace because of the blood that fell on the mercy seat of the Lord, of, of God. I what Paul is trying to tell you. Now, we have taught Christians to be actors, not receivers. In a way that people want to deserve what they receive by justifying it by their prayer life and their fasting, not knowing that it was done because there was a blood that was shed 2,000 years ago. So I receive by grace forgiveness of sin. I receive by grace acquittance. I receive by grace favor. <laughs> so, 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 so people that don't understand that, they are in works. And they will never have peace because they don't understand what I'm talking to you about. Imagine I'm trying to get my wife to marry me after more than 20 years. That every morning I stand up, I on my knees, would you please marry me? You see, she will think I'm cuckoo in the head. Because by now, I'm supposed to be convinced that we are married. That I'm walking out of the covenant 
not out of trying to get her to do something for me because we are married. So does it mean a Christian shouldn't pray? No. No. Now you will pray better. Because you are not praying to earn. You are praying because it's your nature. Hallelujah. You are not loving people so that God can love you. God cannot love you more than he does now. No, it's finished. He cannot love you more than he does. Because the greatest love, John 3, 16. For God so, yeah, 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 yeah. For God so loved, put John 3, 16. I want you to read. And then we're ending up by glory by grace. For God so loved, E.D. Amen? For God so loved the world, not loved Christians. Jesus didn't die for Christians. He died for the world. My God. Hallelujah. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. That whoever, because by that time, Jesus was the only son. After this scripture, there were other sons. Okay. That he gave his only son. That whoever, it's whoever, whoever, doesn't matter the color of your skin. Doesn't matter your height. Doesn't matter your size. Doesn't matter your, 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 your education. Doesn't matter your knowledge. Who are you whoever? Oh, I'm one of the whoever's. Whoever believes in him. Not whoever worship on the pulpit. Not whoever goes to church. Not whoever, no. He said, whoever believes. In him should not perish, but have everlasting life, which is eternal life, which is the quality of God's life that is imparted to human beings by their faith in Christ. Hallelujah. You know, one of my sons, we're talking, we are laughed. He said, Dad, how long do you pray before you go to a time? I said, can I shock you? He said, yes. I said, last time when I was going to the miracle service, I said to God, my perfume was finished. He must provide me one. He said, you talk to God about perfume when you are going to miracle service. I said, yes. He said, what is your problem? I'm talking about the souls. I said, that one is settled. I, I'm not praying for something that is already settled. If it was not settled, I wouldn't go there. I'm going because you know he has healed the people. I know I'm going because I know he has already done whatever he wants to do for the people. So I'm just there as a witness of what God has done. I'm not stressing about who is going to heal, who is not going to heal. I know that he's settled by the cross. And I put my faith in the finished work of Christ, not in my own works. Ah. 
Hallelujah. And if you think I'm lying, catch my wife or my children and ask them. Sometimes there are some stuff I say, me, I'm not praying for that. I know it annoys them. I say, me, oh no, leave me alone. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Ha! Me, fighting demons, for what? I don't have time for that. I don't have time because their matter is already settled. He said it triumphed over them for the cause. And I'm heir of a kingdom. I'm a son. Hallelujah. So, he said it through Jesus we have peace. So, I want you to lift up your two and say, I have peace with God. I want you to believe that. Say, I have peace with God. So this morning, when you walk, uh, we walk out of this room, you know, I have peace with God. And anyone that has peace with God has favor with God. So you, you are my God. So we are not praying for favor anymore because favor is a byproduct of the cross and my faith in Christ Jesus. So wherever I walk, favor walks. Goodness and mercy shall I say, shall, shall. It's an order from heaven that goodness and mercy shall, my God, they shall hunt me down all the days of my life. Let's tackle the last part. Verse 2. Let's go to uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 2. He says here, hmm. can you feel the glory already? Yes. Uh-huh. Through him, everything is through him. Yes. Through him. Through him. Through him. Through him. Through him. Do you know the reason why it's through him? So that when you appear the other side, you deserve it. Uh huh. Through him, we have also obtained access. 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 Keep it there. I went to a conference in another country. I was with my wife. And when we got to the door, they asked us our past. And we didn't have. So they said we can't get in. But we have traveled the whole way. Being invited by my father in the Lord, Dr. Roberts. So I sat, we, we sat on the bench there. And they were welcoming the dignitaries. And we have notaries. <laughs> <laughs> by that time. So when the speakers were coming in, Dr. Roberts walked. He said, son, what are you doing outside? I said, Dad, I don't have a pass. He said, come. Call me and my wife. When God had the door, he said, they are with me. And the security guy said, I am so sorry. I didn't know they were with you. But he was right because you didn't have a pass. But when Dr. Robert says, they are with me, we were granted access. Without a badge. It was not an access due to our personality. It was an access through. 
We walk into that room and we have front seats. From back, even outside of a room. To inside and front seat. Because we got an access. Somebody say, I have access. You have access. You have access to all the treasury. All the treasures in heaven. Because when you get at the gate, Jesus came. He said, he is with me. Let's go. And you know, because you are with him, angels are obligated to minister to your needs. To serve because you have access. We have so much access that one of the ambassadors was there. He was an ambassador of a country to the UN. And when Dr. Robert finished to speak, the guy wanted to meet Dr. Robert. But you know, my dad, when he speaks, you will not never say my spiritual son sometimes. You say my son. So people are confused. They say, but you are, you are tall and your dad is not tall. I say, no, it's because it's a spiritual matter. So the ambassador came to me. My God, me. And he said, I want to talk to your father. I said, but he's the other side. He said, no. Uh, there are so many people that want to talk to him. I also want to talk to him. So I went and I said, Dad, I said to the ambassador, wait for me. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Wait for me. I'm coming. I have an access. I'm coming, I'm coming, nah, I'm coming. So I went and I said, Dad, that ambassador wants to talk to you. So Dad says, okay, guys, excuse me, I want to talk to that guy. When he went there, they talked. And not only he talked to my father in the Lord, he invited him at the UN. This is not fake story. This is thing that we lived. And uh, I could have been at the UN if I wanted to fly there that time. That would take me everywhere I want to go with him. Access. Somebody say access. We were standing in a conference and he said, son, I want to bless you. He took my hand and we went to the congressman of New York. And he said, this is my son. And the guy said, wow, are you from Africa? He said, yes, which country? And my lung slept, and I said, South Africa. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I'm... And he said, yo, I've heard about South Africa, and how is it in South Africa? I promoted South Africa. (laughs) Nah. (laughs) Why? Because I haven't... Access. Without him, I will never see that man in my life. I have talked to people that I will never speak to in my life. I have an access. I went to a country with his name. I was welcome. I had an access. Now, this is Dr. Robert. He's a human being. Let's go to the scripture. Through him, we have obtained access by faith in this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So if you walk with your own name, you have a problem. That's why I say, in my name, that's my business card, in my name shall you cast out devils. In my name shall you heal the sick. Because when I go there, I say I have come to heal, but I have an access to a name. So the name I'm saying is my boarding pass. 
is my access to this grace. So the moment I have that name, I can stand in the grace. And then in the hope of the glory through Jesus. So glory is not something, listen, I talk about many dimensions. The dimension I'm talking about here, which is most, one of the highest form of the manifestation of God, is not obtained necessary for prayer. It's obtained for understanding of grace. Well, huh? Somebody say, I have an access. The name of Jesus. I say, the name of Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory, glory. The blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. I'm going to do the last illustration and then we are finished. Me, the cloth. Are you cold? I must pray for you. I'm just sweaty and then you are cold. Maybe you must do something about it. Come, daddy. Oh, hey, come. Chorus, come. Hold this thing like this. I'm going to use Leon because he's not tall and he does not have hair. So he can't block. Leon, stand up. Yes. He's not tall. He doesn't have hair. It's a good candidate. <laughs> okay. So this is... Leon, let's say he is a sinner. Amen? This is the doorpost. And this is the blood. Put it a bit lower so I can touch his head. Okay? So Leon, he wants to come here, but his condition does not allow him. So I put the blood. So Leon, come. The moment he hits the blood... It's a different Leon. Because the old Leon stayed here. And it's a new man. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. Now everything has become new. The moment Leon hits here, you guys can go. He's empowered the same way Jesus was empowered. Because by grace, his nature died on that post, and he came out renewed in the spirit. Hallelujah. And that the same thing God did to the people of Israel in Exodus when they put the blood on the doorpost. When they came out of that house, it was new Israel. And because of that, they were fit to be delivered because of the blood. So this is my appeal to you this morning. Don't do anything thinking you are earning something. Do everything knowing it's your nature. And doing it from the standpoint that I have the grace of the Lord. The glory of God is in my life. I've received it by grace. Should you still pray? Yes. But now you pray differently. Should you still fast? Yes, but you fast differently. You are not doing it like in the Old Testament where they put sand on their head and sackcloth and say, God, can't you see me? You are not doing it like that anymore. Now, my God, you are doing it as an exercise of your spiritual muscles. Hallelujah. And remember, Jesus died for the whole world. If I read you a scripture in the book of 1 John, you'll be shocked. 
I want to read it. He said, we know that he died for us, but not only us, but for the, the word he used was, uh, I believe the word uh, atonement, for the atonement of the whole world. Does it mean the whole world is Christian? No. How do they become accepting what he did? But they are redeemed from the power of Satan and they don't know it. So Satan still have power over them. That's why we must go and tell them that Jesus has already done the work. You are ignorant. That's why you are like that. Come and accept the grace. And when you accept, you enter the family of God. So the, 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 the glory of God will manifest in the life of somebody like that. There was, my friend told me a story, I was laughing. He said, and I'm not encouraging people to say, no, you shouldn't pray. You understand? If you say you shouldn't pray, you are a liar. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying do it with knowledge. Don't do it to earn. Do it because you have. Hallelujah. I'm not standing to prove that I have strength. I'm standing because I have strength. I'm not walking to prove that I can walk. I'm walking because I can walk. I'm not proving anything. It's my nature. I have the ability. So I'm doing according to the ability God has given me. So there was two guys that were supposed to preach and the guy was so fasting, which was a good thing, but he was fasting so that God can move. That was his problem. The other guy was in the swimming pool. He was swimming the whole day. The other preacher. Hi. And he was eating even. That looked like a sinner. Swimming. Then they went to a meeting. And the other guy preached, preached, preached. And no man came to salvation. That the swimmer came. He said one word. People rushed to the altar. And that other guy said, What is the problem? You were playing. And I was seeking the Lord. He said, no. You were seeking to have. Me, I was swimming because I already have. <laughs> so that's the difference between the two. That I also pray. I also fast. But I knew that it's not that that is going to give me breakthrough. I already have the breakthrough. So I want to tell you this morning. You have the glory. It's by grace that we access the fullness of the glory. So when you wake up in the morning now, you look at your mirror and say, this is a blessed man. Amen. This is someone that is so blessed. Uh, heaven is waiting for me to move. Because heaven wants to move, but is waiting for me. I am so empowered by the Holy Ghost. Ooh, I am praying because prayer is my way of fellowship with my Father. My God, I'm doing like Jesus. If I fast, I'm fasting in fellowship. Because remember, God said to Jesus, this is my beloved son whom I'm well before he fasted. If you read Matthew 3, when he came out of the water, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Matthew 4, he went to fast. So he got the approval and then he went. You have the approval. Now you can go and do the work. I don't know if you are excited. I don't know if you are excited like I am. 
I don't know if you know this truth. Because you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. So you don't wake up miserable anymore. You wake up. I miss my prayer. I miss my prayer. I said, don't do it now. <laughs> what is your problem? Don't do it now. Hallelujah. Amen. One time I went, I went to my prayer time and I was praying. The Holy Ghost told me, go sleep. I said, that's the devil. Cannot kiss me out of in the name of Jesus. And I slept there. And while I was sleeping, I don't even see that even. It's fine. But what I'm trying to tell you is that God is not trying to force me to do something. He wants to enjoy my presence, not endure my presence. So people are tired. You see, they sleep with a bubble in their chest. <gasps> Matthew 4. And the Lord said, you are a slave. We, we are sons, so we are free. Mm-hmm. So I can tell my dad, dad, today, do you know what? I'm tired. Eh? Please, let me sleep. Let the angels stay away today. Let them not wake me up. My body is tired. And I sleep full. And I wake up in the morning, and devil is not there. But you guys are, you, oh, when you sleep, <laughs> snake. <laughs> then a dwarf. <laughs> then everything. <laughs> then we take the oil pa, 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 in the house. I anoint my house. Pa, 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 pa. I anoint all the doors, the windows. Pa, pa, pa. He comes to sleep again and the devil punch him. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, what kind of Christianity is that? I am a victor. I am more than conqueror in Christ Jesus. I am blessed beyond understanding. And when I say I am, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about what the scripture says. I am blessed beyond understanding. Greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. If a devil misses when come in my yard, I will show him the door. And then I will sleep. May God bless you. May God bless you. May you walk by faith, not by sight. May God empower you and you go and you win in Jesus' name. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? We're going to do with the offering.